Welcome to Finding My Yum, a sex-positive podcast celebrating all forms of sexual expression. Each week, we bring on a new guest to share their journey. We talk honestly and openly about what they're into and what sex, kinks, love, and more look like in the real world. I'm Jerry Courtney Austin. And I'm Will Lentz. And we are your hosts. Today, we are absolutely thrilled to have Phoenix here to talk all about the virtual strip club. Uh, And sort of just on that subject, uh, we're both currently in Los Angeles, both Will and I. And, um, you know, as COVID-19 numbers jump and spike across the country, we are closing back down um, bars. And I don't know if it's going to get even further than that, but, but it is I, I think it's like this very kind of tough push and pull of like trying to get back and then going, you know, back into the 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 more isolated social distancing. And it's this weird oscillation of, I don't know, the new normal is like, it's fucking with my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's, uh, it's tough, right? Like, you know, it's there's a certain point where um, – I think people just got tired of being inside and so they started wanting to go out more and about that time was when people were like, well, maybe it's okay to go out and then now it's like, oh no, we were we were wrong and now right. the question is, can you really put the genie back in the bottle and uh, right. I guess well, and we'll see. All of that work we did to flatten the curve right. you know, and then totally destroy it is super disheartening. Um, but yeah, it is. I think it is this bizarre moment of being in the new normal, of being in the midst of a global pandemic, which we don't doesn't reasonably have an end, right? Like even if it, we have a vaccine, we I, I, like the world just isn't going to go back to how it was, which it shouldn't. But not knowing what that's going to look like, and amidst a revolution, you know, it's it's like a doubly terrifying and exciting time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely an interesting one uh it's it's a difficult one it's an interesting one though yeah um and you are leaving to go back to kentucky for a little bit while you have the time um which i think is really cool mostly for you in general but also because you're gonna be amongst like the such a hot state that's in in the middle of um you know a primary selection we're recording this on monday june 29th so we don't know if booker got the nomination yet but um just to be in a state that like could really shift politics in this country wholeheartedly like you know 180 degrees yeah i mean absolutely and it's uh i mean it's it's a hotbed there for other reasons too obviously like the Breonna right. taylor and everything and I, and I know that's probably what you're getting at as well but yeah it's just yeah. like it it will be interesting to see what it's like back there because um, I, I I fully admit in 2016 you know my mom was pretty like adamant oh I think Trump has a better chance than than what you do I was like there's no way and it's just because I was in this LA bubble the whole time and like uh, you know we'll go back there and uh, and I will be happy to share what the what the ground floor looks like I'm hoping hopeful that Booker pulls it out right now with the mail-in ballots today it's not looking super uh, great but we'll see yeah. Yeah. yeah, and amongst, you know, Breonna Taylor's murder and and hopeful investigation with, with only one officer being fired, but so much turmoil on the streets of really trying to revolutionize that police department yeah. and calling it into question. So, 
yeah, I'm I'm interested in those updates. Um, but today I'm super excited. Uh, we I talked to Phoenix, who is just this gem of a human being, and uh, we talk all about the virtual strip club, which is so perfect for these days where digital is going to be the thing. Um, and so now it's donation based, but uh, they bring all different. Uh, dancers from all over the world which is super cool and um, yeah it's a show it's a strip show Um, yeah so I'm super excited I think you guys are gonna love it and enjoy yay welcome to finding my yum i'm so excited today we have phoenix here she's one of the admins of the virtual strip club which we are going to talk all about uh she is a sex worker from Colombia, currently living in uh, toronto canada and i'm so grateful for you being here and taking time thank you so much thank you for inviting me thank you for all your patience and then you're just so bubbly and oh <laughs> Yeah, I know. I We've had um, an interesting time trying to connect, especially, you know, gosh, I mean, the world is ending as we know it and there's a revolution and, and so things have gotten pretty complicated. So I appreciate you wading through everything and, and making space and time. Of course, of course. I really wanted to like talk like I just like talking to people and I just like saw your profile and like, yeah, you know what? Like, I really appreciate people who are interested in like what we do and like. I just, um, you know, like, I just, like, I love the support and, like, I just want to, like, let people know that I'm just not, a, like, an Instagram model or, like, a, a, like a, sexy, sure. a sexy worker or any of that. Like, I'm also <laughs> a person, so, like, that's why I like talking to people. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest parts of bringing people on as guests onto this show is humanizing and normalizing all different forms of sexual expression all different forms of work um preference you know the like and I think the more that we talk openly about it the more that it just becomes part of our everyday vernacular and it's not as stigmatized um so I'd love to hear about your background and uh you know I want to get into the virtual strip club, which is so exciting. But yeah, just how you got to this point and and exactly what what you do. So um, I moved here to Toronto two years ago, thanks to stripping. Like I um, I was going through a tough time. Like I didn't, I couldn't find housing or anything. So like uh, my my friend was like, you know what, you should just come strip. And then it was funny because she's like, yeah, I'll get you in into one of my clubs and whatever. And then she made me get the heels and then she couldn't get me in the club and then I was like I'm already in like I already have the heels I already (laughs) put them on like this is too much power for me to let it go so yeah so like I here in Toronto we need a stripper license so um I got my stripper license it took me like a month and a half and then when I finally got there I was just like like the energy of being in the club was just so amazing so I just I became so passionate about it so like I did that for a year and then um I got a boyfriend and then he wasn't really okay with me doing it and then like after I broke up with him I'm like no you know what like I really like because it's not like people don't understand what we do like I'm not there just like we're not there like yes we have escorts yes we have sugar babies yes we have all that but like I am mostly there for the entertainment like I like the feeling of being on stage 
like that's what I like I like when people look at me and then tell me I'm pretty because apparently I need that validation but <laughs> I, I mean don't we all though I, like it's it's one thing to empower yourself for sure but it also it, it's like a feedback I mean I'm an actor I get it <laughs> yeah like it's just like it's just like it just fed my ego so much because I didn't realize how like how powerful I was like I got like 10 guys telling me that I was so beautiful like so many and then I had like that one guy like oh you're not enough I'm like that's fine this other guy thinks I am more than enough so like <laughs> bye so like, <laughs> right that's that's like honestly most of most I am so thankful for stripping because most of my persona is thanks to that like that just gave me so much confidence and yeah and then like i just uh with through this whole pandemic um i just i recently just like came back to stripping like i was in gen like i started stripping in january and um and uh, yeah like i was just enjoying it and then honestly like i was a lazy stripper because i would just go like <laughs> four times a week and then I'm like it's me time now and then i like, should have like work harder but i just didn't want to burn out sure so yeah, and then like this pandemic happened and then I remember the club just got shut down. I was in my house, like if there were rumors about like, we're shutting down, we're shutting down. And then I was like, should I go? Should I not go? Like, should I go pick up my stuff? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I know like we're not just gonna be closed and they just closed down. Like they kicked my friend out and they're like, well, I guess I'm never stripping again. Like this pandemic was like, I, yeah. And then I, I was online and I created my stripper account because one of my stripper friends like told me like you should you need a stripper account because you don't want to mix pleasure and business at the same time I'm like that's a great idea so is that through OnlyFans uh no like I created OnlyFans but like I am not an OnlyFans person <laughs> okay I like it's just like for me to create OnlyFans that's like a lot of work like and again like I'm a lazy stripper like <laughs> that's like I just admire all the girls who have OnlyFans and they're constantly doing that because like I go online but I'm more of a social person in like the way that I need to see you like see like this podcast like is great for me I could do podcasts forever because I, yeah. <laughs> I can talk to you we socialize but like through OnlyFans it's just like hustling hard like that's a huge hustle like just promoting and like and i like every time i see an only fans i just repost it because i'm like i i like i know how hard it is like i created only fans i'm like why am i not getting only why am i not getting all my fans and it was just like the first hour sure i feel the same way i understand <laughs> i understand that immediate gratification yeah um Okay, so uh, let's get back into that. But uh, so I just kind of want to go back. So what were you doing before you moved to Toronto and decided to work at a strip club? Oh, okay. So I was, I am, I'm a student. So I study aviation. I went to fly planes. So Oh, awesome. Yeah. So um, from like, do you want my background from when I was, I just got here to Canada? Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever you feel like sharing it's super interesting especially now that you just said aviation I'm like I just want to hear more <laughs> yeah so like I just ha I just wanted to be a pilot since I just wanted to travel I just wanted to travel and then um I wanted to be an air attendant and then 
my dad, my dad, here's the funny part. My dad told me when I was 12 that air attendants are hoes. Like they're full on sluts. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so I decided to go for the pilot part. And then like, um, I graduated in, in high school. I didn't have any like honors because honestly, like since I was little, like I didn't, I knew that like for you to get places, you needed to have connections. You needed to have like a good interpersonal communication with people. So I, I like, if I needed a 70 to pass, I'm like, okay, here's a 75. I'm not stupid. I just, I just <laughs> don't want to dedicate too much time to this. I need to go back to my talking. So like, and then I moved here and then I graduated from high school, like, um, and then I moved to uh, this little town called Waterloo in, in like, and it was only students. It was a town full of students. I don't know if you in the States have that, but it was just a town full of students. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like weird. I'm like, everyone here is so young. And then, sure, it's very isolated. Yes. And then like, everyone is just learning. And I just didn't want to deal with like, people's discovering themselves and stuff so I'm like this is not my scene so I went to Toronto and then it just changed my life I'm like this city is so big there's so the the diversity of like people in here so I just like fell in love with Toronto when I came to Pride Pride was when everything changed I was like oh, cool. I just I just recently came out as gay and then I didn't know how to hey feel about congratulations thank you happy pride <laughs> yeah. yeah happy pride month that's awesome and then um yeah and then i just like i just move here because i'm like this is where i want to be and then like i just honestly like before like it was just such a struggle because toronto is a very expensive city so i'm like how am i gonna get the money to move to toronto and keep studying aviation because uh, this whole time like i have been working and studying but it was minimum wage and like government loans and it was just like, I can't, I don't like the government. I don't know how people do it. And then aviation is actually pretty expensive. Yeah. So I was like, and then like. So, yeah, I'm just curious. Um, Sorry to cut you off. Um, I was just, you grew up in Colombia, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm, I'm a little, I, I haven't had anybody from Colombia on the podcast before. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what is the. Like, what is the sex education there? What, it, what, when in, in your particular area that you were growing up in, like your family, like what, what was the predominant feeling about sex and sexuality and expression? They were very explicit about it. Like they were like, this is, sex is not a game. If you want to have sex with somebody, this is a condom. Like, and this is like, we were learning this stuff when I was like seven years old because I got amazing. I got my first period <laughs> when I was six because I, 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 yeah, I reproduced. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I was a big kid. I was a big, big kid. And then my, my boobs didn't grow until I was 19. And I didn't know. Oh. Yeah, it was just like my whole life is weird. But like, here we are. But like, <laughs> yeah, we're here. So like, same with drugs. Like, if they're like, these are drugs. If you want to have a good time, great. But like, they kill you. And this is what happens to people. And this is like all when we were like, very young so like they were very explicit with sex like we had like this um like kind of like a south like a series like narcos but like not like narcos it was just like more (laughs) explicit like they were just showing how um how narcos were to like they were like robin hoods 
of like our country so like they would just um hire prostitutes because like prostitutes didn't have that many that much work at that like it's just like switch out taboo to like hire a prostitute or go see a stripper there it oh okay it is taboo there yeah it's very very taboo but like we are like they're very explicit saying like they are just workers oh wow that's an interesting dichotomy that like this is actual work and it's okay but also it's taboo yeah it's like it's like nobody wants their kid to be that but like it's like they, nobody wants their kid to be a prostitute or a stripper or like any kind of sex worker but like when you have to do it you have to do it you know like it's kind of like hakuna matata sure. we are just like taught since we were little to like respect our bodies make sure to be safe if you're gonna do it you have to use a condom like if you're gonna do x or y situation just be safe make sure everyone knows where you are and then just like have like a close circle to like at least know where where you're headed to so i love that yeah so then as far as homosexuality in Colombia, what is the predominant it's very teaching? Taboo. Or... It's very, very okay. taboo. Even to this day. Even to, to this day. Now. But like when it happens, it happens. You know, like it's like, like yes, people like talk about you, but like if like if you're making your money that way, people are gonna like respect you. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like yeah. Like I could like I declare myself gay, and then like people like talk to talk about me for a little bit but I was like yeah but I'm still making more money than you I'm still in a different country than you I'm still getting my education so like why are you looking at this when I'm doing all that and they're like oh, okay so totally which you know I think is an incredibly strong position for you to take as well of just authentically showing up as yourself and being like it's too bad you accept this or I don't, you know, I don't have to talk to you. <laughs> like, that's that's really cool. Um, okay, so then moving into Toronto and actually um, stripping. So, uh, first of all, I just wanted to comment because you said you got your shoes first. And I have shoes because I've been taking pole dance classes and I'm fucking obsessed. And it is so empowering. There's something about putting those shoes on and you're like, oh, I own this space. <laughs> You know, it's like no matter what it is, it's like this is my space now and I have arrived. Yes. Um, yes. So I get that on like a micro level. I haven't, you know, I haven't auditioned, auditioned for a club yet. It is actually on my my goals. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just echo that sentiment and I understand to a certain degree, like exactly what that feels like. Um, and so I'm wondering you know, that transition into empowering yourself in that way, empowering yourself financially in this way, like, did you see a shift in just the way that you were able to show up in everyday life? Or, or like, did it give you more permission to express yourself in other ways? Absolutely. Like, just like, it just, um, it just gave me gave me so much freedom. Like, I never had a job that I, I didn't have to like, go nine to five and then do my thing do the same thing and then go home like with stripping like yes I'm a, I am at the club but I don't know what I'm gonna do that day like I don't know if I'm gonna be sitting or I'm gonna be standing all day or if I'm gonna be like three hours with at the VIP like I never know what's gonna happen right so like 
it was just it just pushed me a little bit further to like just you know like to just like care for myself too because like I would I would make plans like I would make plans like um if I this weekend I wanted to go camping I would just say okay now I know that like these four days I cannot skip work and then I can get these three days for myself then the next day I would have to work regardless because like I I have other plans so like it was just like giving me so much flexibility and then like it also made me value like people's time you know like Mm. and then like when things happens happens but like yeah like people times are very very valuable and just like how you treat people like if people I I noticed too with stripping like the way you express yourself people are gonna bounce back they're gonna feed out of that energy so if I'm gonna be like hey you want to dance people are gonna be like uh no like why would I dance from you but I'm like hi how are you how are you feeling like and they're like no I'm not interested I'm like but I'm interested in you and then they're just automatically just change their mood right even even the way they say no it's like more calm because right yeah like it's just like yeah it's like it's marketing and you know manifesting and energy of of matching people match often where you come from Mm -hmm. um yeah, I found that, you know, I was a bartender for a long time p- pre-COVID. Um, and it was the same thing, right? Like if you are approaching with a bad attitude and you're upset, people don't want to be around you and they don't want to tip and they don't want to engage. And so it's very determinant on how what I come in with. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about the virtual strip club. So how did you join? Who created it? You know, what? What, what is it? So the Virtual Surf Club, I remember like, um, so like, yeah, like the Virtual Surf Club is just a virtual circle, you know, like where hosts, my hosts are at. So um, basically I, I just discovered, I was just scrolling through Instagram and then um, this announcement just like popped up. Like I'm like, okay, so I clicked on it and it was the Virtual circle. I immediately follow it. And it was just like, yeah, we're like collecting girls so we can have uh, like a club. I'm like, oh my God, like this is it. Like at least like this is going to be fun. So like I join in and then I'm like, yes, I'm down for all the shows. Like I, I sign up and then um, they, like, one of the admins uh, at the moment, like she reached out to me because I was just like making videos for them without them asking me I was just like I just love you guys so much that I just want <laughs> so like I sent him like hey do you want to be part of the promotional team and then I'm like uh yeah like what, is that even a question and then <laughs> they added me and then like um the creator of it was Gemma May her name is Gemma May yeah, at, Gem- at Gemma May official um All right. and um, put that in the show notes and yeah and then um basically i'm sorry i i lost track of my thoughts no you're good so uh so you joined and then you got really involved and they asked you to be a part of the promotional side of it um and so then just to talk about what exactly it is so is it like an interactive show where you know other people can talk with you live and give money live as you're performing or is it a is it recorded videos that you can choose to watch at your leisure so basically what we do they're live shows so like everything you watch is live 
So um, it's like kind of like a Zoom conference in a way. And then like we just have the host, um, GC, and then she just announced it, girls, and then we just dance for 10 minutes. And then if you want to tip us, you can tip us. And then it, all the money that we collect, it, we are cooperative. So like everything gets split evenly. We don't have house fees. Um, we uh, Is there an admission price? Yes. Yeah, so like right now we're doing it donation based because like everything that ha- has been happening. But um, we haven't had a show in over a month, sadly, because... Um, COVID hit us hard because most of our, we're very inclusive. That's our main thing. We're very inclusive with the dancers. Like we don't care if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're black, if you're white, blue, yellow, we don't care. So like, we just want you to feel like home. So we just, um, like most of our dancers are people of color. So like they all just, I went to the marches. They were, and then like even the white folks that we have, uh, they were very supportive and then they stand by us. And right now we we haven't had a show in a long time, but like we're planning on having a show back up in like about two weeks. Oh, cool. Do you have a date set? We don't have a date set yet. Okay. We're still trying to talk with um, our dancers to see like if they're okay because. Um, so, yeah. So basically, yeah, like all the tips that we get is directly to our cash app or PayPal or anything that we have and then like all the admission that it starts from five dollars up to a hundred dollars so if whatever you want to donate if you want to talk to one of the dancers they're all we have highlights of all the dancers we have on our profile so that like, you can just click on them and then just check them out and then we tag them on everything and then yeah and then that's how we our club runs so um if you want to join, if you want to be part of the club, all you have to go is to our link tree and then you find the new dancer sheet. And then uh, you just follow the instructions, which is pretty much just like an audition tape for us to use. Like if you decide to join in, you have to promote us five times uh, per week. And then after that, it's just like, you can just promote us twice. So like we can get like that, that uh, the traffic coming. And then uh, we use your uh, promotional videos to like post it on our Instagram and then just like sell it to your customers. And then whatever whatever um, money that you get is yours. Oh, cool. And is there, I mean, is this, are there any restrictions then on how much to, you can reveal? Like, you know, because it's not in person, there aren't regulations versus, and I don't actually know how this is in Canada, but in the United States, you know, if alcohol is being sold, it can only be a topless bar. Uh, if it, it's full nude, then, you know, you can have, you can't have alcohol. Um, so because it's virtual, I would imagine there's just a lot more leeway, I guess, for what you can offer and what people can choose to or to not do. Like, we don't, like, it is an XXX show, but if you don't feel comfortable taking your bottoms or, like, some some dancers, they just have two thongs and they just take it off and then they just dance with it. Like, we don't really have any restriction whatsoever. What you can do is just, you cannot just, like, grab a dildo and then just, like, you know... (laughs) just just do that like we don't do that we're just like dancers but like we all we have doms so like you can do shower shows you can do like top shows you can like i remember there was a girl 
who like had uh, champagne and she was just pouring it all over her. I was like, this is great. And yeah, you can just do pretty much anything you want. You can be as creative as you want. And uh, we're not gonna judge. This is a judgment-free zone. And um, yeah, that's. Um, what is a shower show? A shower show is a is a shower show. So like basically, <laughs> <laughs> like um, you just go to the shower and then you start stripping as you're showering. So like, oh okay oh that's sexy it, it, it was very sexy the first show i did like i watched these uh these uh person just do a show with a like shower and i was like oh my god that is so sexy i would have never i couldn't i couldn't stop watching it was mesmerizing. Yeah. yeah there's something i don't know so sexy about water and nakedness yeah it's, <laughs> yeah it's just like a beautiful mermaid in the sea <laughs> yeah, that's so true yeah exactly um so then I, I i would imagine a cool facet of this as well is that you could have people from all over the world yes. participate in in the shows right which is completely new from anything i've ever experienced before yes so basically like um i am from canada but like most of the girls, um, most of the people that we have here, they're from the States. We have a couple from the UK. And um, yeah, so like anybody can really watch it. Like it's great. And then uh, it has, it's, it's just, we just have a great support. So like people from all over the world watches and it's great to like see like how, like the different stripping cultures they have, even within the States. Like there are some places that you cannot take everything off and there are some places that you can. But like right. here in Canada, we have no restriction. Like we can get butt naked, like customers can touch us as long as oh. it's consent. <laughs> okay. And then, um, and I believe in the UK, you, they cannot touch you. you. You have to like be a little bit, no, no, no. In the UK is the same as Canada. Like you, they can touch you. Okay. Um, I, actually that, that's interesting. Cause I, um, I've talked to a couple of women who do sex work here, uh, particularly in Los Angeles where I'm located and, and the, the not touching is a big deal. So when you've done it in Toronto and in Canada, is that, is that a safety concern or do you guys just have a much better system of, you know, talking about consent letting consent be very prevalent within the community uh, so like i've worked in three different clubs in like one of the the very 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 first club i worked at like the cabinets were so small so like the manager would come and check which it, i thought it was weird because mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like naked i'm like he would just he wouldn't knock he would just open the door and then like everyone would see and then just close the door and like okay like fair like if he said that we were too long there he would just open the door and like oh okay and then like that was kind of like their safety and then in the second club that i had like we had like a doorman so as soon as we would come in like uh uh he would say like um how long are you planning on staying like 30 minutes okay great 30 minutes so he would just like come 35 minutes later hi like do you want to continue and then he would just like leave if we wanted to continue right so um and then in the last club that i worked at uh we had cameras 
So like we had cameras just like, like it wasn't like strictly facing as the dancers, it was just the door to like make sure like we're there. And then the DJ was right next to our booth. So he would see everything that we were doing. Okay. Like, so did you feel safe and taken care of then that your boundaries were being honored? Uh, yes. In my last club, I really did. Like I really enjoyed, okay. like I didn't care if the DJ saw me naked because like he would see me naked in the stage anyway. But like, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel very safe in that sense. And then we had bouncers that were like, Hey, this guy doesn't want to pay up. They are going to make him pay up or he has to use sure. his phone or his wallet or something. So I felt very safe in that club. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so interesting how different, you know, just even across the border, you know, we treat sex work and stripping particularly because they, you know, they've regulated it here to a certain extent, but whether it provides more safety, I think is a per club Mm -hmm. situation, you know? Yeah, like I, yeah, like we, like we, we are, we have lots of like I don't I really don't know what it's like to strip here like there in the states because here in Canada we don't have champagne rooms we don't do by hour we just like whatever we make is whatever we make and like the one thing I didn't like about my club is that um if we happen to be an hour there we would have to give them like some percentage so, like, right. I never had to give them to them because I was smarter. I was like, I'm just going to stay 45 minutes. I'm going to go down because I'm going to say that I want to drink and then just come back up for 45 more minutes. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> the hustle. I love club. that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't want them to take my money. I'm like, sure. listen, if this guy wanted to spend more time with me, he would come up. Right? Right. So, like, I would always do that. That's really smart. <laughs> Uh, so to go back to the virtual club, um, so I think we touched on this, but what are the benefits of a cooperative um, sort of environment, you know, that you guys have created? So like, like some girls don't, um, how do I put it this? S- some girls are new in like the internet on like how they promote themselves and some girls are very um experienced on how to do it so like we just like learn from each other that's like we're a community so like a cooperative like that's what i love about this like we're a community so like if you don't know how to like make money over only fans or whatever some other girl is gonna show you like hey this is how we do it or like this is how the poll works and this is how we do it and all this stuff and um it's just like it's just nicer when it's collectively like whatever we made together because we're a team we're just like trying to lure people in which is funny because most of our uh buyers are women they're really yeah, most of the tips have got they're women they're just like women supporting women and it's just cool yeah and it's pretty oh i love that i i love it too like every time i would see like uh i there's a stella who tipped me uh 30 dollars which is like a lot in canadian dollars it's like 50 dollars. i'm like whoa and that was only for 10 minutes that's great and then like i would just like write them a message and then they're like yeah i love your show like um I love when you did this and then the feedback after the show is what gets me going. Like that validation from the people who actually care. So like, 
yeah, like it's more, it's more approachable. Do you guys do one on one if somebody requests it? Is that an option with this, or it's just a show and then that's it? It's just a show for now, but we're planning on it because some uh, dancers they really want that one on one with uh, um, with a customer. But like, yeah. if not, then they can always go towards their OnlyFans. And like, if they're really, got it, if they really are interested, they would just subscribe to OnlyFans. Like, I think none of our OnlyFans girls have more than like twenty dollars for to subscribe. So you can just watch all their videos. You can like, and then you can just engage with them. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. So it's like it's almost like a feed for all these different networks potentially. So like yeah, like um, we don't we don't really keep any any contacts. It's just like for us to connect the girls with the customers because like if you bring a customer and then uh, that customer brings another customer and now you have that customer but I, like I have his friend because he really liked me, right? So like it's more it. about the connection with people. I love that. Um, and then, uh, you know, how are you guys dealing with the the civil rights movement and revolution that's that's currently happening? Because I know we talked about recording, you know, right before George Floyd was murdered and, you know, all of this sort of kicked off. And, and so I'm curious how that has impacted how you guys are moving forward. Honestly, like before the civil rights before they kid kill Floyd like it was just I didn't know any of this like I just thought it was normalized for like people to treat me the way they treat me like oh you have to strain your hair or you have to like look certain way for you to dance I didn't know like I thought it was just normal I'm like oh no like it's just like I have to like wear this makeup like this because like people apparently like this or I have to like tone down my light on my skin color because people like lighter colors you know so like I feel like everyone has been learning like it was just like necessary this was very very necessary at least for our generation like it was just and I'm just like glad that everyone is helping because most of the, of the dancers are just like helping with groceries or like donating like um driving people around uh when he was in the middle of it when there, like there were protesters and like police were vandalizing everything and then just blaming on like yeah like our dancers were there to help you and then we were donating so much like so many girls and and guys they were just taking money from their only fans to like donate and like they were promoting and then it was just like i feel like after this like we just got more united we like were more human human humanitized by others and then um mm, humanized yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> i'm sorry it's just english is not my first language no i get it no worries you're doing great <laughs> but um yeah like it's just like it's great like i just love that this situation happened because he just brought us stronger and then yeah because i, I just didn't know about like this whole situation like i thought people just like like white girls because that's it and that's like mm. you have to be like white and blonde and then that's it like those are the girls who are making the most money out. but then yeah like girls have been very nice and they have been such a great support and everyone is understandable of everyone's problem 
So right now we're just, we kind of like went on a two weeks break. And like, I just, I just, I was, it was just like a lot of information that I like, I cannot, like I told Gemma, which is like the, uh, the creator of it. I was like, I can't, I need to step out for a little bit. I cannot just like deal with this because all the dancers were in rallies and like in Canada, we don't have rallies like that. Like people like here in Canada, the prime minister, Justin Trudeau actually listens to us like, listen, like we want justice for black people. And then like, they do it. Like, what do you guys want? You want this person to go to jail? Done fire and gun so like even like we have a couple rallies like this um we had a couple rallies last week and they were so peaceful like there were some people trying to like start a fight and even the same protester is like no 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 no. we're not doing that calm down and then you can keep marching and then it's just like it's just so nice to like see everyone together but yeah i um I mean, I think one of the most powerful aspects of this movement is how global it has become and across, you know, so many countries, the the really the power and the momentum that just continued is 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 amazing. Uh, I have also done, you know, had quite a moment of of reckoning and, and looking at my own behavior and my own upbringing and it's interesting to hear i mean it's so compelling to hear your story because like to also have an awakening of oh like i've internalized this message that like white is better and blonde is better and not even necessarily putting a label to it and now and i don't know if this is your experience but from what it sounds like you're saying there is there a bit of liberation then of being like uh, you know my skin color matters my hair texture and is beautiful and and now having more permission and more acceptance of not having to whitewash even in small ways hopefully moving forward um it's kind of what i gleaned from what you were saying yes that's exactly what it is like i was i am very grateful because I never really needed anything like I was very privileged like when I was back home in Colombia like I was in a private school in a private Catholic school so <clears throat> they were kind of like whitewashing us as well but like I I just thought it was normal and then when I moved here to <clears throat> sorry when I moved here to Hamilton like it was the same thing like I was part of like a rich uh public school which we had like 15 kids in our class and like we didn't have the need to like have two classes at the like the same day because they were just like we just had so many so little people so and they were mostly like there were when I was in high school there were only like seven black people and I was one of them so like for a big high school to like just only have seven black people it's just like it's it's just we're pretty much you know, like we're just we're just yeah. gonna learn their culture. Like I was, I was ashamed sure. of my culture at some point because I'm like, oh, I cannot re- listen to like Spanish music because like they're listening to like like uh, Ed Sheeran and this is Taylor Swift and and like stuff like that. The, the ultimate white, <laughs> ultimate white artist. I honestly like I was like, oh my god, I do want to like marry a ginger, but then I didn't realize how much. <laughs> No, like this was legit. I actually dated a ginger sure. because I was just like so like I need the whitest of the white. But then I realized that like ultimately 
you always have to be with your culture like you have to yeah. you have to obviously you have to accept other people but like you cannot just deny who you are sure because i was just like oh i'm not black i'm latina but i am afro latina right like yeah. you have curly hair i have darker skin like i have bigger features so i was just like denying it for the longest time and then like this black uh life matter movement just like opened my eyes i'm like oh my god like this is this this is i didn't know i was doing this to my own people yeah that's super powerful i mean i i i am so appreciative of you sharing this story and you know i i think it's not something that's always talked about you know from from my perspective when i grew up i was in a white a predominantly white area and we had a couple black students as well or any kind of black indigenous or people of color you know and and it, i can't i don't i can sympathize but i can't possibly understand what it's like to be on the other side and to be surrounded by people who don't look like you um but so i i i'm very appreciative of you sharing that that story and and i'm excited to hear like that you feel empowered now and i hope moving forward you know we can see more people who have the permission to own their fullness and express their fullness absolutely absolutely yeah. like even like i have been like when i first like started instagram like i have been obsessed with nova kane do you know who her she is no it's like that? this like stripper advocate and then she, i just like joined her life once and then like i told her like because like the virtual struggle got shut down three times and we oh by who just by instagram we oh, we had to like create okay. so many different accounts and then like we used to have like three thousand followers and now we have we're back down to like 600 or something like that oh that's so annoying it's so annoying but like it's hakuna matata again like it's just what we're sure. like we like whatever support we have those supporters are gonna be there so like she has been like she, she i love her i just love nova kane like she is just constantly like reminding me who i am and like how powerful i am and like to just like manifest like all this stuff like i actually hold up she actually had like anything she does like i took a class with her and i just like became obsessed with her and then i got her agenda see oh my gosh awesome and then i i personalize it, it says fiari phoenix and then like it has toronto here oh that's awesome yeah so it's just like it's just like it's just my creativity is just part of my culture too right like it cannot just right be just like yeah i'm phoenix i'm like no i'm motherfucking phoenix <laughs> yeah exactly um well how, okay so how can people find you and the virtual strip club and make sure to tune in for the next show which i think by the time this episode comes out will hopefully be scheduled so we can promote it but how do they find you so like we are under the hashtag tvsc mm -hmm. and um is literally tvsc club TBS Club. There you go. That's how we are. If you cannot find that, you can also find me at 416 Phoenix in, in on Instagram. And then if you Google the Virtual Strip Club, we're the first link that you're going to click. Amazing. Um, 
Well, I've so appreciated your your time and your sharing. You're you're so beautiful inside and out. And I I thank you so much for for coming on. Thank you very much for having your patience to like wait for us. <laughs> I really appreciate. No, it's all good. It's all it's COVID time, right? <laughs> COVID time is like way different than normal time. <laughs> Well, yay! Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> I know. I, I, I get my intros and outros mixed up sometimes. That was such a cliffhanger. I was, was like, oh no. Yeah, um, no, normally I might like cut that gap out, but at this point, I think I'll just leave it in. <laughs> That's true. So I really marinated it. on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just hit my mic. Uh, Thank you so much, Phoenix, for coming on. And especially because, you know, timing with digital recordings is so all over the place. So I'm I'm so grateful that you, you gave us some time. And I uh, can't wait to support you guys in the next show. Uh, please tune in. And as always, please follow us on social media at Finding My Yum Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we post videos and clips. And you can stay up to date with us and a part of our community. You can email us at findingmyyum at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and share with... Uh, 93. With 93 friends this week. <laughs> yeah. uh, I bet there's a bunch of friends out there that want to see a virtual strip club. I know? think I would I would venture to say every friend you yeah. have I mean, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's for charity? Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so please tune in next week for our exciting episodes and let us know if you have any guest recommendations. Um, I've been getting a bunch, actually, and uh, so it's been fun spreading out the network and connecting with new people. So we'd love to hear from you. Stay yummy!